Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings, you're on Deep Background for May 9th, May 10th, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Dave Helling with the editorial board of the Kansas City Star. Great to be with you today. Joining me are two great reporters. We're going to talk about the airport, the Kansas City International Airport. Lynn Horsley with the Star. Lynn, great to have you here. And Steve Bockrot. Both of you have worked, of course, on this story for some time. Well, the um, chamber and some other folks came in to see us yesterday and said, in essence, we're going to try and talk our people or into supporting this or why we need one or lay some predicate for the business community becoming involved uh, in the airport discussion. It seemed like sort of a choreographed uh, event, Lynn, that, yes. that this is part of an ongoing plan. We're going to do this in May. We'll do something else in June, all headed for a November vote. Is that right? Or? Yes. And I think the origin of this maybe dates back a year or so ago. The mayor uh, was going to try to have a vote last year on the airport and the polling was just awful. I mean, it showed little support for a new terminal. And so he said, well, the business community is going to have to get involved. And I do think they started studying it. And now they are getting more vocally involved. Yeah. Now, we've talked for five years, Steve, in this community about building a new airport. Are we reaching a decision point or, or is this just more sort of uh, batting the ball back and forth across the net? Um, well, I, I think there is certainly movement when you look at the civic, business, and uh, political community toward wanting to make the public make the decision for them. I mean, they can't make it on their own. And I guess in some way they probably could, but I think they understand that you know this is something that the public, or in public in this case being KCMO voters specifically, need to have some input in. And so... Certainly the momentum on that side of the equation is moving toward, you know, presenting a plan, uh, having the public vet it, and, uh, 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 and ultimately make a decision. It's looking pretty likely uh, November how is much, the time frame. How much did the success of the geo bond ballot issue play into this? It seems like a lot that, that everybody, you know, one of the things you're hearing a lot of folks argue about, we're on a roll, the momentum, we can do this next piece. Do you think that changed the calculus for people wanting to go in November instead of said, uh, waiting until 2018, maybe April, maybe beyond, maybe November of, you know, we heard for a long time November of 2018, president or a midterm election year, maybe that would be the time to go. But you do get the sense there's more sort of, oh, the GO bonds, they, they like us now, let's go. I suspect there is a uh, strike while the iron is hot mentality. And you're correct in pointing out the GO bond success, which, uh, you know, I, I don't surprised think... Surprised everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and not just surprised it, uh, people by the virtue of it passing, um, 
but the support it got from places where you might not otherwise expect it. Platte County, to me, was a very surprising result for that uh, since it was tied to a property tax increase. And let's not forget, too, that there was an $0.08 cent sales tax increase to benefit uh, uh, development along the Prospect Corridor, which I don't think very many people gave a very high chance of passing. And so there's this feeling, I think there's two things going on. I think there's this feeling of Kansas City's got this momentum, uh, you know, everybody not everybody, but a lot of people are pretty upbeat about the direction the town's going. And there's the thinking of let's, you know, let's let's improve and modernize our assets. You know, we're building the first convention hotel since 1985, uh, theoretically, if all that works out. Um, we're, you know, Power and Light District is uh, done relatively recently. You know, and the airport is another asset. Streetcar. Streetcar. Um, Plays a role in that. Yeah, so there's a lot of this type of uh, uh, stuff going on, and the airport would be just another piece of that. Um, and I think the other thing, too, and we've discussed this, is there is more political engagement, or at least I sense there's more political engagement, and it's possibly due to uh, uh, candidate Trump, now President Trump, more people getting interested in what's going on nationally and around them. And I think... Uh, you know, I think it's not a stretch to say that that may have played into the type of turnout and result we saw in the geo bond election. And, 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 and you might see in the airport as yeah, well. Yeah, and they, I, think, I think they want to capture that before it goes away, if it does go away. Well, and, and the interesting thing about the go bonds is the citizenry <laughs> voted for a tax increase. And the airport is not a tax increase. Well, and the, the other thing about the go bonds is it was 57% margin, and you got, you got into the 60s, which is just astonishing. Um, and, also, and if they wait on the airport, that price goes up. So, you know, you do have inflation in the cost, and I think they'd like to lock in a cost while they think it's still somewhat affordable. It, it's probably going to be in the neighborhood of a yeah. billion dollars. Let, let, I want to come back to that, but we talked about the business component, which w yesterday, that's one sort of player in this drama. What about the airlines, Lynn? What about, do, do they have infinite patience? Do they, does Southwest want some decision one way or another? Do you have any sense of that at all? Well, Southwest uh, wanted a decision last August. Right. They wanted to vote last August. And the mayor was intent on doing that until he saw the polling. And then he realized we haven't had enough conversation or persuading of the voters. And so... But do they play a role in this? Are they sort of saying behind the scenes, let's get this moving a little bit, or are they just waiting for Kansas City to make up its mind? Well, I think the airlines, not just Southwest, I mean, American Airlines was frustrated enough about the cramped nature of their gates that they're doing kind of a Band-Aid bump out on their gates. The, the airlines do feel like the, the gate situation and the layout of the airport is not ideal. You know, it's hard to have enough seating and restrooms and concessions beyond the security points, and, and they're doing these sort of modified improvements, but they're really sort of half measures. So yes, I do think they would like uh, a decision sooner rather than later. But let's not forget, the airlines, especially Southwest, several years ago were skeptical. They, they were convinced that a renovation would be cheaper and easier. And they spent two years studying it and then came back and said, no, we've changed our minds. We want a new terminal. And then they expected the public to kind of get right. on board immediately, and right. that just wasn't going to happen. And snap but too. yes, I think they would like a decision. Now, are they going to lead the charge? I doubt it. And they say they love Kansas City. They want to be a uh, service in Kansas City no matter what we do. Behind the scenes, I think they're going to really want a new terminal. But whether they 
uh, they, they are not going to take the lead. I think they want to be in Kansas City no matter what we decide, but they have made clear that they are not expanding the flights in Kansas City like they are in St. Louis and some other places that have airports that are more flexible and more to their liking as far as configuration. Yeah, maybe the campaign can blame it on Enterprise Rent-A-Car and everyone will be happy and they'll approve it. Let me stay with you, Lynn, real quick, and then I'll come back to Steve. Uh, so we've talked about the airlines. We've talked about the business community. What about the council? Where is the council at on this? Are they, I know the mayor is leading the charge for for a November vote, but and Jolie Justice, who chairs the Aviation Committee, I think is interested in a November vote. But beyond that, you don't. I don't get a sense that A, there's a groundswell or an organized understanding of what the options are and the August deadline for putting something on the ballot is approaching. Yes, that's true. I, I don't know. I can't count the votes yet. There are 13 council members. Uh, there may be a narrow majority now uh, building in favor of a single terminal, uh, but I'm not sure. And I know there are definitely some big skeptics on the on the council. Who, who are they? Well, Heather Hall, Teresa I assume Lohr Teresa Lohr. and Heather Hall, especially. They're both Northland. Uh, council members. They live in the Northland. They campaigned in the Northland in 2015. Right. Although they that's went, why Steve's point about Platte County and the Go Bonds is so important, because Platte County, you would assume, in this instance, might be more supportive of a new airport, fearing loss of the airport to Kansas or some other things. At least there's some base there, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, the business community in the Northland is, is uniformly behind a new terminal. But you know, Heather and, and Teresa campaigned door to door two years ago, and they said they heard loud and clear that people didn't want to, yeah. uh, a major um, change in the airport. Now, that may be changing. I think younger voters, younger travelers might be coming more convinced that a new terminal is yeah. the preferable option. But there's a lot of convincing that still needs to happen. Um, Lee Barnes is another council member who said he wanted to go to Dallas and look more closely at what Dallas Love Field did. Um, anyway, um, I think they are still in analysis mode. Uh, they want to have more conversations. And you're right, the time is, is uh, looming for them to make yeah. a decision. What, what, let's go back to first principle, Steve. What, what are our options here? What are we talking about? A billion dollars? Is that roughly the construction cost we're thinking about? Single, uh, e either way, you're going to invest that kind of money. Right. I mean, just what are what what choices do we have? We do have a rehab option that's kind of on the table. There are other things that might come up. Uh, you know, what 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 will the council be facing when it decides this one way or the other, in your view? Well, from from where we are now, it's you know, the airlines have said we don't prefer a renovation of the existing model. They want to see a single terminal. And that's what they were on board for. And that's that was like nine hundred and seventy two million dollars. So, you know, let's round up to a billion particularly, you know, since we're going to bond this out, we got to take uh, interest and financing right, right. costs in mind. So I think that's what you're looking at in general if you sort of isolate the discussion to what the airlines and what the <clears throat> what City Hall has studied. Now, there is also this Crawford plan that was floated around uh, a couple years ago, uh, and that the Crawford plan was basically a consortium of uh, different engineer and aviation 
uh, industry experts who came up with a lower cost alternative to remodel the existing design, fix it up, add some amenities, add some uh, transportation services, things of that nature. I think they were ballparking that around $350 million, although there was some skepticism about whether that would be a true cost or how uh, right. uh, born in reality that number is. And, and, and how it would or would not meet the needs of the airlines and yeah, the security people and, and, and other stuff. And, yeah, and how functional it would be and, and so that was, on and, and so let's forth. just be clear, the Crawford plan was a conceptual thing. It wasn't We've, you know, we have this is the line item, and this is we know for yeah. sure what the cost would be. Well, and also when you said, talk about three hundred and seventy million, that was to replace that was to repair one terminal, right? So, and you'd probably ultimately have to do two terminals, right? And uh, it was a phased approach, which takes longer, more disruptive. It's more disruptive, uh, but cheaper. But the idea was the airlines were the ones who sort of wanted the cheaper alternative. They don't want that anymore. We seems to be the the message we're getting. Yeah, there was definitely a shift in the airline's position on this uh, sometime about a year, year and a half ago, um, which was interesting. And I don't uh, I don't pretend to know everything that went behind that uh, change in position, uh, other than what they've stated publicly is uh, that that's their preference. Yeah. So, but if we're sitting here today, we would guess that the council, if it decides to put something on the ballot, is going down the single new terminal route, correct, if they can find the votes or, or not? Uh, no, I think that is that is the likely scenario. And We're not going to get a ballot that says pick a, you know, new terminal, rehab terminal, do nothing. We're just not going to get a ballot like that. I, I doubt it. Uh, and, and just to be clear, uh, it would not require a general tax increase. Airport financing is its own special animal, and it would be paid for by users of the airport, right. many of whom are not from Kansas City, And, and I did some, I stand ready to be corrected, but I did some math in my head on the way in. If you do a billion and a half in bonds over 30 years, that's 50 million a year for debt service. You have 11 million passengers, that's about $5 per passenger on average to, to generate $50 million annual debt service on a, on a billion and a half dollars over 30 right. years, people which think, is kind of what it would yeah. be roughly. People think their ticket prices will skyrocket to pay for this, and that's just not the case. Now, parking be, might get a little I steep. was going to say, <laughs> the parking will almost surely go up because a lot of KCI's revenues come from parking. Yeah, about half, we, almost we, half of what they make comes from parking. We also have an airport where, where people do not go to shop or eat, and people don't they say they don't want an airport. They, that's not why they go to the airport. But to be clear, other airports that have better shopping and dining uh, options get a fair amount of their revenue from people buying hamburgers right, and T-shirts and hats and tourist souvenirs. But we should be clear, you're going to pay more for a plane ticket at some level, and you're going to pay more probably to park if this becomes a reality. Yeah, and right. if travelers today from Kansas City go to Denver or Atlanta or Chicago or even smaller airports, they're already paying for those airport improvements. Yeah. Okay, so Steve, we've talked about the airlines, we've talked about the business community, we've talked about the council, the political community. What about the people? <laughs> you know, the, I mean, that's really the, the the interesting part of this equation, right? 80% of the Kansas City public, uh, Kansas Cityans don't use the airport. We don't know what the turnout would be. I mean, this is, at least in the go bonds, you could say, okay, eventually we'll get sidewalks in your neighborhood. Eventually we'll get new street improvements. We'll get an animal shelter. With the airport, the calculation seems very different, you know, very, not many people use it. 
making the case is going to be difficult, let alone convenience all the other things that go with it. Right. So the public is, of course, the uh, big X factor in all of this. And, <laughs> you know, what, what we do know if the polling methods uh, from last year are effective is that uh, two things we found out that a lot of the public likes it the way it is. And Why? That, convenient, right? Yeah, I think it's convenient. And I think, you know, if you, if you kind of think about your, your experience at other airports, you know, Denver's always kind of the, like the example that gets right. brought up, you know, a relatively new airport um, built in, I think, believe it opened in 95. And, you know, very state of the art, very, you know, it looks nice and it feels nice. You got a lot of shops beyond security checkpoint. But post 9-11, they had to make all these security changes, and the main one being that, you know, instead of having several security yeah, you checkpoints, get you really had one for each of the uh, terminals. And you end up looping around over. Right, and, over. and it's, you know, you stand there for a long time, and then once it's finally time for you to go to the security, it's kind of like this rushed, panicked uh, process. And then you, you see that in other airports, certainly, uh, Atlanta being one. Right. And I think there's Dallas, a, another example, Dallas. World. Right. Um, so I think people are very cautious about that, about KCI turning into that, because KCI right now is pretty easy in, pretty easy out uh, for the most part. And so, th so, so people are kind of um, really married to that idea of convenience. I think that's a big one. And I think part of it, too, is a little bit of a trust factor with City Hall. And I think trust has gone up, and I think the geo bond election would suggest uh, a, a bit of that. However, I think the response I was getting and just doing reporting on this a couple years ago and this discussion was kind of hitting a fever pitch as people felt like they were being told what they needed. And they were being, you know, the, 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 the expression frequently is, this is being crammed down our throats. We're being mm -hmm. told that this is going to happen. And, you know, if, 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 if we're not on board, then we're just But here we are two years later. That, that feeling probably hasn't gone away. I mean, you know, we, we, you don't get the sense that we had a long, understandable process, Lynn. For You're absolutely right, and, and Steve has summarized the voter sentiment uh, perfectly. Uh, with the geo bonds, the city kind of took things on a road show. They had numerous neighborhood forums, and they had really good discussions, and especially about the tax increase. Yeah. But and they so had something think, to sell, though, too, well, and that's the important thing. Absolutely. They could have a neighborhood meeting and right. say, this is what it means in your neighborhood. Yeah. The airport's a different animal. I agree, but I do also think you're going to be able to say that Kansas City International is not Denver. Denver has 50 million passengers a year. We have 10 million. And uh, Indianapolis, I think, is the kind of airport they're going to cite that you can have a single terminal and still be convenient. Now, whether people believe that or not, we'll just have to see. But I do think both the business community and the city are going to try to take this show on the road and have a bunch of fo right. focus groups. But, but we, we got a little taste of that on Monday when the editorial board heard from the business community, and they're on about uh, uh, more connecting, you know, connecting flights and nonstops. Well, that, if you travel, that's important. If you don't travel, if you don't fly places, or you fly even recreationally, the idea that you only have two nonstops to Seattle instead of four isn't exactly a riveting campaign message, is it? I mean, what else, what, where else might they turn to convince these other people this is something that should be supported? Well, I sat in on a focus group a couple of weeks ago, and it was pretty interesting. The, the people at the beginning were very skeptical and actually hostile. On what and, basis? Well, one guy, one guy said, I pick up my granddaughter at the airport. I don't want anything harder. I don't want anything harder. Right. But he didn't, he thought there would be a tax increase. He right. wasn't, he hadn't realized. Uh, and I'm then also, there were also a number of people who said they fly internationally. 
And there's a thought, perhaps, that Kansas City could get international flights if it had a better international gateway. Um, that's not a promise, but some people seem to be persuaded that if, if there were more direct flights to more destinations, especially internationally, which they've gotten in New Orleans and Austin and some other smaller airports, that might be persuasive. Yeah, yeah. So by the end of the discussion, people were kind of coming around to the idea, especially when they realized that if you do the renovation, that is more disruptive. You yeah. have to move B into A, and then you have to move C into B, and that takes longer. Whereas if you just build something new on top of A, then B and C can kind of function without interruption. I'm told there are two focus groups have revealed two kind of objections. Lynn mentioned one, which is the tax. People believe there's going to be a tax increase. But also a lot of voters say, in essence, the airport isn't a problem. Let's not worry about the airport. You know, I don't fly. I don't care about it. We need to worry about streets, roads, crime, or whatever the other issues are. And again, I think that's so important for the campaign to sort of get to the person who doesn't travel right. and, and, and convince him or her to vote for this. How do you do that? Do you have any sense of that at all, Steve? Well, I think they're going to drill down heavily on the idea that, hey, if you don't use it, you don't, you're not out anything if we go ahead and do this. You're not paying your property taxes aren't going up to pay for this. Sales tax isn't going up. This is If you're not using it, it's kind of out of your bailiwick in a sense. Um, so I, I suspect they're going to kind of drill on that. And I think they're also going to play on uh, this idea that we see a lot in Kansas City, which is, you know, you know, the Kansas City of 10 years ago that I remember was sort of this uh, very inferiority complex kind of uh, uh, woe is me type of city. And that that's changed a little bit. I think the Royals' successes uh, played into a oh, bit of that, where, where people are very there, – there's a lot more Kansas City pride right now. And I think for the people who wouldn't use it, they will be the – they will be hearing a message of – KCI is not a very welcoming destination for people out of town. It's not a very good impression that it makes on out-of-town travelers. Let's let's fix this up and let's let's have an airport that we can be proud of right. and that will wel- be the nice welcome mat for yeah. Well, one other quick message might be that you know your company might be able to expand or we might be able to bring more companies into Kansas City if we have a better airport. That's an elusive promise, right. but it might affect jobs. So if you don't go to the airport, it's not going to affect your taxes, but it might affect your job or your kid's ability to get a job. And also uh, what we heard yesterday was, you know, Omaha is fixing up its airport. Wichita is fixing up its airport. We're going to be competing with them, you know, Des Moines, right. as well as St. Louis. I think Lewis. a little, I, I actually yesterday did some research on uh, takeoffs and landings by airlines at all the airports in the country, and Kansas City ranked 40th, uh, about with Louisville, Austin, but ahead of Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Milwaukee, and certainly ahead of Omaha. Wichita wasn't even on the list. I think some of that competitive stuff as a campaign tactic might get a little bit overblown, particularly when reporters start you know, yeah. digging in and saying, now, wait a minute, are we really threatened by Wichita, which had used the essential air service program for a while? So, But I do think they'll also argue jobs, construction jobs particularly. That would be, you know, it gives something else. And I do think Steve's right, that it'll be a sort of a momentum play. We've got downtown. We've done the stadiums. You saw a little bit of that yesterday. We've got the streetcar going. Let's keep this momentum going. And that may have some resonance for people who are not who are not interested in flying or what the airport convenience factor is. 
And those people, it seems to me, are critical. I mean, you, you, you know, the, the people who fly are going to make a decision one way or the other. But the people who don't fly are either going to sit home or may just go vote no because they want to vote no. you got to reach those people somehow. Well, and somehow they are going to have to convince people that they can design an airport that is not the nightmare scenario that right. people face in other cities, that people are not going to want to give up the convenience of KCI. And, now, but let's be clear, you're going to have to give up some convenience and maybe trade it for other conveniences. I mean, you're not going to have a thousand TSA, you know, officials or, or, you know, 50 checkpoints like the current configuration. That's just going to, I mean, don't you think they have to be realistic in a way, Steve, about what, what this is going to mean? Yeah, and but I also think they may might expand the uh, definition of convenience or at least the idea of what is convenient and not convenient. So th- they might say, hey, if we can't get airlines to expand in Kansas City, then it's not convenient because you have to connect all the time. And, you know, in my flying experience, just anecdotally, I mean, I feel like I I don't feel like I've gotten to a destination outside of Denver that I've wanted to go to in this country uh, without a connecting flight coming out of KCI. And so they might, I don't know that they can guarantee that there will be more flights, but they certainly would say, you're not going to get more. You're certainly not going to get more flight options right. if KCI remains the way it is. Okay, so we're about out of time, and I'll, Len, I'll start with you, and then go to Steve. Do, uh, what, give us a prediction. November? Do we think we go in November? Are we going to wait till April? And will we pref- have a single terminal option? I think the preference will be November, uh, and I do think it will be for a single terminal. And it's going to be a pretty in- aggressive campaign, one would assume, if that happens between now and then. I would say so. Okay. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I agree with Lynn. And I would say, you know, I think my takeaway from uh, yesterday's meeting at the editorial board is you're seeing a much more coordinated effort this yep. time around than you saw the last time. This Which time. tells you something, doesn't right. it? Right. And, you know, last time, if you know, people will remember, this kind of came out in drips and drabs. You know, like the aviation department was sort of saying they kind of had their own message and then City Hall and the, you know, the politicians had a slightly different message. The mayor was not on the same page as the council. Yeah, and, message. you know, I think I think there was this very uncoordinated uh, effort outside of, you know, just coming from City Hall. And then you had the business community, which was, you know, I, I don't know that I would say they were particularly united you on even, this Let's just be time. clear. Well, you, Sam Graves has even sort of toned down his opposition a little bit. You don't really hear quite as much of that, right? Well, yeah, but you've pointed out he's the congressman for the area that includes the the airport. He's an important voice. I think he is not convinced of the need of a single terminal. And, you know, that that is a big... bone of contention and an area where persuasion still they needs could really to occur. get him on board that would be quite a quite a development yeah and I had a I had a story uh, last year um, uh, it was a Saturday story about how there's sort of this recognition you know on the on the behalf of the boosters of the new airport idea that you know we can't just sort of marginalize Sam and say you know Sam's not really in the, uh, you know, Sam doesn't get it, that that they need to, you know, and I, you know, I know there was a contingent that was sent to Washington, D.C. to speak with Sam about, or uh, Congressman Graves. But don't you sense that he's, I know we're running a little long, but don't you get the sense that he's gettable now in a way he might not have been gettable two years ago, in part because you do sense that the public opinion about the airport has changed. Well, you know, one thing we haven't mentioned is there's this nascent idea of getting an airport in Kansas, right. in Johnson County, Which focuses, if Kansas City yeah. can't get its act together. And I don't think Sam Graves wants to be the one that loses KCI to the right. state of Kansas. Too many of his constituents that, that's a very, The Kansas plan is, is still a remote 
a very expensive proposition. Yeah. But but that too could have a, be part of the dynamic of the debate for KCI. Right. I guess the what, the point I'm making, I think you, you you both have made, is that it does seem as if the bowling pins are all lining up now in a way they might not have even two or three years ago. Yeah, but I would say that it's important to sort of you know think past the echo chamber of sort of the yep. higher levels. No of, question. You know, city, Which is why city we government, about the public. civics. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I think I think. I think there was a miscalculation the last time around this thing came around. I think people were sort of hearing from the people they usually talk to, like, hey, this is a great idea, and so they're ready to go forward with it. And then the poll comes back, and they're like, what? People yeah. pe- people we don't talk to don't like this? Yeah. And, and, and I do think no matter what, uh, the airport design will be more convenient because of that public outcry. But do you think we'll know what the design is by November? We will you, not almost... have, you will not have a final design. That's a problem. You know, you have to have the vote before you can get the final right. design. But we'll have... A good idea kind, of what they want to do. Of, yes. Because we'll if you a, don't, people will vote it down. Right. If you just say, give us a billion dollars and we'll figure this out, you're in big trouble, it seems like to me. Precisely. All right. Lynn Horsley with The Star. Thanks for joining us. Steve Bockrot with The Star. Thanks so much. Uh, Dave Helling with the editorial board. Thanks for being with us. Uh, again, questions, comments, tell your friends about the podcast. And I'm sure we'll bring up the airport again before uh, now in November. Thanks again. Thank you. You've been on Deep Background.